friends, welcome to this episode of Leadosophy. Kind of a little fun episode today. I'm going to take a survey online about my worldviews. What do I believe to be true about the world? Is it a safe place or is it a dangerous place? Do I believe the world is more collaborative or do I think it's more competitive based or cutthroat? The survey is about our primals, what we believe to be true about the world. My question is what import does it have for leadership, how we lead? I went down this rabbit hole when I was researching the Human Flourishing Project at Harvard and they had a link to this survey on the University of Pennsylvania's website. So I'm gonna walk through this survey. I think there's 19 questions. I'm gonna answer them and I'll give you a little insight into why I'm answering them how I am. Give you a little insight into me. And then we'll, we'll see what the results are. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It should be kind of fun. And then as I'm answering some of these questions, how would you answer them? And do they affect how you are as a leader? All right, hope you enjoy this episode. Remember, you're here with an open mind because that's the rule, not the exception. Here we go. Are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy? Then a word of caution, you are about to enter the fully abstract yet wholly concrete realm of leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct. To validate this proposition, we welcome the host of Leadosophy, Tim Wood. All right, welcome back, friends. Got a cup of Joe here. Going to need it for this episode. The fuel of the engine room. Cup of coffee. Hope you have your favorite beverage as you're listening or watching. What sort of world is this? If you're watching, you can see up on the screen, I'm on a website called myprimals.com. What is our worldview? If you've listened to this show or watched it, you know that I believe, or I'm a firm believer that leadership is largely a process of self-discovery, learning about thyself, finding out what type of person you are, the type of person I am. It's growth. It's failure, it's trial and error. Leadership is a lot of groping around in the dark, searching for whatever you might be searching for. Again, a process of self-discovery. I've talked about values, beliefs, and assumptions and how they influence how we act, how we behave, the decisions we make, how we view other people. And I think when it comes to our worldview, our general worldview about, is this world a good place? Is it not a good place? Is there a lot of beauty in the world? Is there not? I think it comes down to a lot of optimism versus pessimism. And I don't see, you know, if I'm trying to deepen my understanding of leadership, I cannot separate the fact that how we view the world in general on the day-to-day I can't see how that does not influence how we lead. Which led me down this this rabbit hole of taking the survey. The Primal's Inventory Survey, which you can find. I'll link it on the show notes. Encourage you to take it. It's kind of interesting. I've already went through and marked down the answers to the 19 questions. But I'm going to run through the 19 questions. And 
kind of maybe give you a little insight as to why I answered them like I did. And I haven't submitted it yet. Once I submit the survey, it should give us some results, link to another page, and we can talk about the, the different categories of the primals. But again, this is on authentic happiness on University of Penn. And the intro to the survey, they say, below our very general statements about the world, not the world we wish we lived in, but the actual world as it is now. Please share your sense of agreement or disagreement. When in doubt, go with what initially feels true of the real world. So this is our intuitive answers. There are no wrong answers, obviously. And there's no need to overthink our answers, which I did not. So I went down again. I just pre-filled out these, these answers. But I did it very quickly and very intuitively. But I can go. I want to go back through and kind of explain some of, some of my thought and my rationale behind answering them. So there's a scale. There's six answers to every question that starts at the top from strongly, strongly agree all the way down to strongly disagree. So strongly agree, agree, slightly agree, slightly disagree, disagree, and strongly disagree. So the first question, in life, there's way more beauty than ugly, ugliness. I just selected agree. I, I am a firm believer. I, I try to remain optimistic when, this, when it comes to the world being be- or beauty in the world, uh, I think this is kind of a, a frame of what we choose or how we choose to look at the world. So I selected agree. Number two, it often feels like events are happening in order to help me in some way. And I selected disagree. I don't, I am a, if you want to insight into me in, in worldview, I don't necessarily think there's a lot of purpose, like events are happening on purpose. That's just not how I am. I think events just happen and then we react to them. Can we influence events? I'm not really so sure, but I selected disagree. I tend to see the world as pretty safe. I select agree. I think so. I think for the most part, the world is pretty safe. I guess it depends on your background. As I answer this question from my home office, obviously there's a lot of safety in my home. So other people might have different ideas. You know, if you are coming from a different type of background or, you know, you're living in a dangerous place, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of maybe a soldier who is in a war zone would they see the world as pretty safe? Probably not. If I had, if I had fought overseas in a war for two, three, four years, maybe that would cloud the way I see the world. What happens in the world is meant to happen. I select disagree. While some things are worth checking out or exploring further, most things probably aren't worth the effort. I select a disagree. I think there's a lot of things worth checking out or exploring. I think there's a lot of things that we don't have knowledge of that we could pursue. I think there's a lot of experiences that we could try to go after to enrich our lives. Question number six, most things in life are kind of boring. I disagree. The world is an abundant place with tons and tons to offer. I agree. And again, as I'm reading the questions, what, you know, what are your thoughts on them? How would you answer them? What is your worldview? 
No matter where we are or what the topic might be, the world is fascinating. I chose agree. The world is a somewhat dull place where plenty of things are not that interesting. Disagree. And you can see a common theme in some of these questions. So I can already tell that I, tr I try to tend to see the world more interesting than not interesting. More a place of, of, of curiosity, vice not being curious. On the whole, the world is a dangerous place. I select disagree. I guess it depends, again, where you're at in life, where you're living. You know, it's, it's easy. Again, this is easy for me to answer from my home office, that the world is not a dangerous place. I'm in the comfort of my own home. Where I'm living at right now, there's not a lot of strife occurring. There's not a lot of, it's not a war-torn area. So I feel a little jaded answering these questions, some of these questions, because I know a lot of people are answering them from different places. Instead of being cooperative, the world is a cutthroat and competitive place. I chose slightly disagree. You know, I think this is this question here, cooperative versus competitive. Again, this goes to, you know, where are you at in life? What type of organization are you in if, if you if you have a job? Is it, is it a cooperative environment, collaborative, or is it competitive and cutthroat? I'm sure we've all had experiences in different areas. Question number 12, events seem to lack any cosmic or bigger purpose. I chose agree. Again, I'm not, it's just my own worldview. This is just my worldview, my answers. I don't see any cosmic or bigger purpose. I'm not a, I'm not a religious person per se. That doesn't mean that I'm not a spiritual person. I tend to separate them. I mean, there is overlap there between spiritualism and religion, but I tend to see myself more as more spiritual. But I don't see a bigger cosmic purpose. It's just not something I, I really get down on. Most things have a habit of getting worse. I chose slightly disagree. And I guess the reason I chose slightly disagree is that it's that that idea of, of entropy, things tend to devolve into chaos unless you tend to them. It's just a natural order. If you don't cut your grass, it'll just continue to grow and it'll get overgrown. You know, if you don't clean the house for a week or so, dust builds up. You know, things will just tend to trend towards chaos. That's my worldview anyways. The universe needs me for something important. I chose disagree. Humility will not let me choose anything other. I think if I vanished from the world today, I don't think in the grand scheme of life, on the long timeline, I don't know if that would have any big ramifications. Obviously, there would be people that would be sad. I understand that. I'm talking, I'm talking about universal importance of my existence being extinguished. Most things in the world are good. I agree. I agree most things in the world are good. But again, this is how I choose to, to kind of look at the world. Everything happens for a reason and on purpose. I disagree. Again, common theme you're seeing with how I'm answering some of these cosmic purpose. Life has meaning. 
I believe we kind of find our own meaning. I don't believe that me. I don't believe that meaning is given to us. We have to pursue it. Question number 18 There's only two left. Question number 18. Most things and situations are harmless and totally safe. Slightly disagree or slightly agree. I believe anything can essentially uh, evolve into harm if we allow it to. Uh, also, if going from my background in search and rescue and teaching risk management, I know sometimes there are hazards lurking that we don't see. So again, I answered this question based off my own experiences. I don't believe that most things are harmless and totally safe. I don't know if there's anything that is totally safe. Maybe there, maybe there are some things I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Maybe spinach is totally safe. I don't know. Eating spinach, eating broccoli, cauliflower. And the last question, no matter where we are, incredible beauty is always around us. And I chose agree. Again, I believe this is a choice, a frame of the way we choose to look at things. And I'm going to click finish on this inventory and we'll see what, see what it brings up here. Bring up my scores. Okay, so again, we're at the University of Penn. Authentic happiness. So here's my results. So there's three different primal categories. One is called safe. The other one is enticing. And the third category is alive. So on the safe category, and I'm going to read a quote from, from the authors of the survey and the study. Those low on safe see a Hobbesian world. That's, a, that's Thomas Hobbes, who basically said life is broody, nasty, and short. Something I th- think I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But those low on safe see a Habesian world defined by misery, decay, scarcity, brutality, and dangers of all sorts. Base rates for hazards from germs to terrorism to getting stabbed in the back are generally higher. P- these people are on high alert. And they often view the non-vigilant as irresponsible. And those high on safe see a world of cooperation, comfort, stability, and few threats. To them, things are safe until proven otherwise. Vigilance appears neurotic. Risk is not that risky, and in general, people should calm down. So my score is a 3.5 on a scale of 0 to 5. And they give some, again, if you're watching, you can see the different backgrounds or whatever and how you scored compared to different groups. So I think on, a, on the, as far as the safe goes, I tend to trend more towards seeing the world as, as safe. Again, I think this all boils down to what sort of environment are you in? Are you in a safe environment? Again, if you're in a part of the world where there's a lot of chaos, those people may tend to go on the other side of the scale. The second category is enticing. I scored a four out of five on enticing. Those high on enticing inhabit an irresistibly fascinating reality. They know treasures around every corner and every person under every rock. And beauty permeates all. Thus, life is a gift, boredom, a misinformed lifestyle choice. And exploration and appreciation is the only rational way to live. Those low on enticing inhabit dull and ugly worlds where exploration offers low return on investment. So that's interesting. I scored a four and five. Again, I think this is... 
the way you choose to look at things and experiences? How rich do you see experiences? Do you seek experiences out that, that you believe may enrich you? And then the third category I scored really low on, a 0.83 out of 5. So I'm in the low category, very low, I would say. Those low on alive inhabit inanimate mechanical worlds without awareness or intent. Since the universe never sends messages, it makes no sense to try to hear any. On the contrary, those high on alive sense that everything happens for a purpose and are thus sensitive to those purposes. To them, life is a relationship with an active universe that animates events, works via synchronicity, communicates, and wants help on important tasks. So yeah, I'm really low on live, on a live. I didn't even hit one. It was 0.83. So that was kind of a fun little survey. Again, this is part of the Authentic Happiness Project at University of Penn. There's a bunch of surveys they have on there. Check it out. I'll, I'll link it. Uh, if you look at their questionnaires, they have a meaning and life questionnaire, satisfaction with life scale, transgression motivations questionnaire, a happiness scale, work-life questionnaires, stress and, stress and empathy. A lot of interesting, interesting questionnaires on this, on this website. Why did I take this? Why am I even talking about this? Again, Leadosophy believes about believes that looking inward is a very strong and default position that we should try to occasionally assume when trying to discover ourselves, how we are, and then how does it influence or impact us as a leader, or even as a follower. When I look at this primal's inventory and safe and enticing and alive. What does that have to do with my leadership abilities, my leadership effectiveness? I'm still trying to figure that out. I think there's, I think there's a correlation there. Again, I think in general, optimism versus pessimism can influence us as leaders, whether in the workplace, in the community. Again, I have to kind of look on this a little, a little deeper. I encourage you to take the primals inventory. And see if you can find any connection between your worldview and how you lead. That's all I have for today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Remember, Leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership and of life. And of life. I think this was definitely a life-type survey that I just took. All right, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.